You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, February the 5th. Happy Friday, everybody. Once again, we've made it to yet another Friday, and after months and months of no news from St. Louis, we've got news galore. I'm Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and after a weekend of signing Wainwright and trading for Nolan Arenado and a press conference the week after that and so many things to talk about with Arenado, we've got more things to talk about and more questions raised as the Cardinals have traded Dexter Fowler to the Los Angeles Angels for cash considerations or a player to be named later. Willing to bet that that person is not going to be Mike Trout and $50 million of his contract like it was for Nolan Arenado. Who knows, but that seems unlikely. But this move raises a lot of questions. Because from this move, the Cardinals could go a couple different routes here, a couple different areas, a couple different paths the Cardinals could could pave um, to to kind of finish out their offseason. Because there are plenty of free agents left on the board. Um, This trade at first looked like a salary dump. Cardinals are still paying about, I think it was $12.75 of the $14 million contract. Um, So it's not a huge salary dump. Um, But it's good for for Fowler because his playing time, you know, internally and publicly, at least the Cardinals have been public about, Fowler's playing time is going to be limited. Um, So what this, this trade does is it frees up, for the time being, Opportunity for the young outfielders of O'Neill, Thomas, Justin Williams, even Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson to, to battle it out, probably for that left field spot. Because you got to think Bader's got center on lockdown and Carlson's got right on lockdown. But just to finish up the point on the, on the trade itself, it, it also, you know, it, it reunites Joe Madden and Dexter Fowler, which is, which is an interesting note. Um, so if you want more coverage of, of, the, of the trade for how the Angels are handling it, head over to Locked On Angels for your breakdown of that. But for the Cardinals' perspective, look, there seems to be a lot of talk about Marcelo Zuna. I liked Marcelo Zuna earlier in the offseason as well. I think that the Cardinals are an outfield, you know, it could be an outfield at bat away from from a positive thing. But let, let, let's talk about option number one here of, of the internal options. Because th- th- this basically, like I said, gives Dylan Carlson the opportunity to play right field. Dylan Carlson will be in right field now that Fowler has been traded. And like I said, Harrison Bader, for the most part, has center field on lockdown. Started their last two and a half, th- three years. It'd be, I'd be shocked if, if he's on the team and not starting with, with this group of outfield. Then you have have three guys that are kind of going to battle it out. Uh, Lane Thomas has gotten a handful of playing time. I think Justin Williams has really in, impressed in the minor leagues. And Tyler O'Neill are the th- are the the three guys. Are, I say Tyler O'Neill. Lane Thomas, Tyler O'Neill, and Justin Williams are the three guys that, that I'm thinking of um, for, for what they uh, – Cardinals are going to look at internally as we look at option number one here. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is the guy that we, we, you know, for the most part, you know what you're going to get. He played 61 games in 18, 60, and 19, and 50 in the shortened season 2020. Gold Glover 
I think O'Neal gets the edge among these three. Again, this is assuming that just for, for this option that we're looking at, that the Cardinals aren't going to make any other outfield moves. Um, hasn't gotten more than 157 plate appearances, has O'Neal. Never hit above 260, never slugged above 311, or 500 on base. You know, high 200s, low 300s. OPS plus has dropped um, below league average last handful of years. His war has dropped as well. For you know, those of you who value war, baseball reference has him projected if he gets 427 plate appearances, 232, 306, 420, 726 OPS, uh, hitting 18 home runs and driving in 54. So I think O'Neill's going to get the first crack at it here simply because he's the longest tenured, uh, most, most major league baseball experience among the three that I'm talking about. Lane Thomas, only 52 games total in the major leagues, and Justin Williams in the major leagues, even smaller than that. Um, just seven plate appearances, six coming this most recent year. Um, the other one coming in 2018. So Tyler O'Neill definitely gets the nod here if, if the Cardinals go that route, um, especially considering now you would imagine that left field is the slot that's open. So O'Neill knows that position, whereas you know Justin Williams, you know he, he's he's a left fielder, but he's not a Golden Glover per se. You know, he, <laughs> no, he's not a Golden Glover. Has not one that Lane Thomas fits more the prototypical center fielder type build. Um, but when you're looking at Lane Thomas, he really impressed in 2019. Came up 34 games, 316, 409, 684 OPS of over a thousand, OPS plus of 182. Hit four home runs, 12 RBIs. I think he, that that part is forgotten. I, I talked about it on a show a couple weeks ago. For those of you who are new or haven't listened, um, I think that, you know, I, I mentioned that Lane Thomas might not be an actual fit in this, and that was mainly because of the 2020 performance. Hit 111 on base of 200, slugged 250, OPS of 450, OPS plus 22, struck out 13 times in, in, in 18 games, home run, two RBIs, two doubles. Um Four hits doesn't really bode well um, in in 18 games. Does not bode well for your your playing time. So I, I do think that Lane Thomas's performance in 2019 shouldn't be overlooked, and, and I'll I'll take the fault on that for for overlooking that earlier. Um, but but Lane Thomas is a guy that might not still you know with that said still might not fit in this outfield. But I think that you know with, with the Fowler move. He's going to get more looks as well as Justin Williams. Um, Justin Williams, like I said, only seven major league played appearances, but in the minors, 296 average, 342 on base, 436 slugging. Um, he's at 55 home runs across seven seasons in the minors, as well as he played pretty well in some foreign leagues, uh, hit 315 overseas, or I'm sorry, down in Mexico. Um, so, you know, he, he he's um, he, he's shown the ability to hit. He's been playing professional baseball since the age of 17 in the Arizona Fall League. So, so Justin Williams also shouldn't be overlooked. Maybe he he's trade bait as well. Maybe. Who knows? So, so those are the internal options as, as to what the Cardinals do this. But no matter how you spin it, no matter how you look at it, I think that this outfield got weaker today. Because say what you will, Dexter Fowler was going to start and Dexter Fowler was, was going to do fine. This outfield is definitely, I think, the biggest weakness of this team, and it didn't get any stronger with this move of Dexter Fowler. Something else has to give. This cannot be Mosellock's last move. I think that this money, just like Wong's money, has to go somewhere. Whether that is another outfield bat or whether it's another starting pitcher, who knows, but I think that this move, that this just seems like something that's not the end of the line, if that makes I've kind of jumbled that, but... 
that this move doesn't have the, the feeling of the last move of the offseason. Obviously, the Molina move still needs to be made official, but I want to talk about external options because there, there still are some good external options, and some of this might just be fanfare. There are you know little to no rumors to support some of these, but... Um, so we'll talk about external options as, as well as share some of your thoughts as well and answer your questions coming up here in just a moment. So with Dexter Fowler leaving, I do want to say um, I, I I do wish Dexter Fowler well. I think that he got a bad rap. I think that he didn't mesh well with, with Mike Matheny, so I think that got him off to a bad start in St. Louis. Um, but I do think that his, his career in St. Louis isn't exactly what he wanted, but it, it wasn't terrible. Um, batting average isn't great on base, 334, not terrible. Slugging 408, um, OPS 742, just below league average of 98 OPS, 100 weighted runs created plus. Um, that's that's pretty much at average. 49 home runs across um, the the four years there. He, you know he, he averaged 21 home runs and 74 runs driven in per 162. That that's not bad, and I think that you know he had the abysmal year 2018 when he hit a buck 80 um and this past year i think he struggled his last bit of games after the uh, medication in- incident so i think that you know that that brought his overall numbers down in 2020 but uh, i wish dexter fowler nothing but the best he was always always a very generous generous human being he was always very generous with the fans um always had a smile on his face and just a good personal guy and provided some good memories um provide some great plays in right field so i don't think that the, this contract is not exactly what he thought he was getting himself into back in 2017 um 2017 was his best year as a cardinal i think 18 home runs um it was his highest op- on base percentage his highest slugging his highest ops highest ops plus um but he, he was still above average like i said in 2019 so um Best best wishes to Dexter Fowler. Let's look at some external options now as what the Cardinals are going to do. Like I said, this is not as big as a salary dump um, as it was once thought because of the Cardinals paying so much of Fowler's contract, uh, his final year uh, of this contract. But I still think that this does free up some some money. And if anything, it frees up a playing spot in the outfield. Because even though I mentioned the internal options, th- there is a point to be made that maybe those those players aren't the option. You know, maybe they're they're just there to to get a fight for for the playing spot. But you can't argue that no no three of those guys right now, as they stand, are major league ready to be everyday players in the in major leagues. And that that's a fair argument. I think that that I would probably lean more towards that argument. To be honest with you. I think O'Neill has plenty of upside. I think Williams has a lot of upside that's not being talked about. Lane Thomas doesn't really fit for me personally. Um, so I think that, that there is something to be talked about that, you know, that an outfield bat could be something the Cardinals could pursue. Um, but w- w- with the little bit of extra money from Fowler um, and the money that they saved on, on Arnado this year and Mosella literally saying we might not be done – I don't think the Cardinals are done. 
I, I really, really don't. There were, there were links by Derek Gold, um, a couple other reporters tweeting that their Cardinals are looking to add a starting pitcher, which I think is fine. I've, I've had conversations with some people on Instagram about how this might not be the offseason. And, you know, I think that the, the saying of you can never have too much pitching is true. But the Cardinals have a lot of pitching, and I do think that the money should go to the outfield. So if I'm allocating the money, I'm going to the outfield. But it wouldn't be the end of the world if they signed a James Paxton or somebody else who they've actually been linked to and a Jake Odorizzi who had a really down 2020, but it was an all-star in 2019. Nash Walker, host of Locked on Twins, told me, you know, when I asked him about it, he said that Odorizzi was the best starter on the 101-win team in 2019. I'll take that any day of the week. Um, only 30 years old, so he could get a, a, a decent contract. But an outfield option that I think, and again, there are little rumors in terms of Cardinals interested in this person. But there are a lot of fan speculation, and Ozuna, Marcelo Ozuna, the person I'm referencing, as I butcher the surprise effect, saying on Instagram that he wants to play with Yadier Molina. And if Yadier Molina is indeed coming back to St. Louis, which is not guaranteed, but it is... Um, seems to be all but guaranteed as that should be finalized over the weekend, then maybe Molina says, hey, at least think about Marcelo Zuna. Marcelo Zuna's career in St. Louis, or uh, tenure in St. Louis in 2018 and 2019, I think, you know, it's better than what some people might think. Batting average was a little bit low at 262. OPS plus was above average. OPS of 777. Slugged 451. He hit 52 home runs across two years, so he's averaging about 26 home runs there. My math adds up. Drove in 89 runs um, both years. Again, not a bad tenure at all. Was hurt a little bit in 2019, which is probably a little bit. Um, you can contribute that to the low batting average. Contribute the low batting average to that. Beg your pardon, but I really think Ozuna sh- could be a nice fit again. As excited as I want to get, I do want to caution everybody that there is little to no reports out right now of the Cardinals being interested in Ozuna. Could that change? Yeah. We saw the, the Arenado news break Thursday night and then the, the trade um, being reported on Friday. So, I mean, th- things can happen quickly. We, we've seen that. After months of inactivity, the Cardinals made a, have made a flurry of moves in the last week and a half. So I get that it can change, but I would caution to not get overly excited about a reunion with Marcelo Zuna. Just because I just, I don't know, I don't want to get my hopes up. And like I said, there are no official reports or anybody reporting the Cardinals even being interested in Marcel Ozuna. Although I, I think that it would be an, a nice reunion fit, uh, personally. Um, even though you know the outfield still is crowded with, like I said, those young guys. But I question whether those young guys are actually better than Osuna or being able to carry this team at all. So um, or carry this team like the way Ozuna could. And Ozuna wouldn't be the number one guy. The number one guy would be a combination of Goldschmidt and Arenado. So, you know, Ozuna wouldn't have to be the guy the Cardinals lean on. He could be a supporting cast member, which is, I think, where he really thrives. Um, so uh, to finish up the show, share some of your responses, answer some of your questions uh, on Twitter. At Black Masks, uh, Steven says, I'm going to miss Dex, solid player and even better human. Um, I agree. Said that, said that earlier. I think that he, he will be missed and wish him nothing but the best uh, as, as he moves on to L.A. So I, I agree that he'll be missed. Moving on to in- Instagram now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, something kind of funny. What Pretzel says, trade for Trout in response to um, – 
what you think comes next. Mike Trout would be a nice trade, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. A couple other responses. You know, a lot of you said Ozuna. Caleb underscore Hagen said Ozuna is next. Tuck underscore tip 25 said Ozuna question mark. Fowler was 14 and a half mil, 37 on 40 man roster. Yadi, Odorizzi, and Ozuna possibly, or no cap space. Uh, I don't think that, to my knowledge, there isn't a cap limit or um, on Major League Baseball payroll. There's a luxury tax. But, you know, I, I think that if the Cardinals are able to, you know, somehow swing Molina, Odorizzi, and Ozuna, that's a huge win. I don't really see that happening, though, realistically, with contracts of Michaelis and Carpenter still being on the books, especially a guy like Carpenter. I think he'll have to be traded or something will have to happen there to, in order for all three of those to happen um, to, answer, to answer that question. But, you know, like I said, Ozuna is definitely an option. So, I, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I do want to get excited for a, a, an Ozuna reunion, but I don't want to get overly excited as well. Dr. underscore Black Mask underscore says Yadi and Odorizzi. That might be more likely than Ozuna just because, like I said, the reports aren't exactly there on uh, Ozuna. And STL Cardinal Center says O'Neal, Bader, Carlson, outfield. The worst of O'Neal, Bader gets moved at the deadline for an outfielder. That's also an option. I think that, that there is something to be said of platoon Bader and O'Neal and go from there. Um, problem is, they're both right-handed, so what do you platoon with? But that's a problem for another day. I do think that, you know, this is a make-or-break year for both those guys, I think, especially Bader, because he's had the, the, the full-time position a lot longer. So I think that who if, if, if Bader's not playing well, the Cardinals are going to look to move him. At least, that, that's what I would do, at least. So um, so that's all I've got for today, the Friday episode, a little bonus ex- episode for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for all the, the follows and the tweets, and I really do mean it when I, when I say this. I appreciate the interaction on social media and on here and the questions you guys send in. It uh, means more than you guys know. It allows me to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, so for, for this weekend, I know there might be some more Cardinals news to be broken, um, but I'm going on retreat this weekend. I'm actually going on Friday night. Um, so um, I'll be mostly unavailable this weekend um, until the the big game on Sunday between the Chiefs and, and Bucks. Uh, I, I, got the, er, I, I got the Chiefs winning. Um, I got the Chiefs covering the three-point spread, so I got the Chiefs winning that one. Um, but hope you guys stay safe when you're watching it. But again, I'll be mostly unavailable and look for a new show coming out on Monday, breaking down whatever does happen over the weekend. And as always, be feel free to send in your questions as well. LO underscore Cardinals is the Instagram. And Twitter handle at LJFastball is my Twitter. And LockedOnCards at gmail.com is the email. Stay safe, stay well, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. 